All right. We are live episode 75. That's a great number. I love that number 75. Erica Rankin, bro doe. Perry Hedrick, Crackle PR. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. It's great to be here, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. Erica, give us a little story about bro doe. When did it start? What is it all about? Yeah, so Brodo is a reinvention of a nostalgic treat, which is cookie dough. It's a 100% vegan, protein-infused, better-for-you edible cookie dough. Contains less than 10 ingredients and an average of 5 grams of plant-based protein per serving. Basically, it's just a product that I created. I had a need for it. There was a hole for it in the market here in Canada. So I decided to bring it here, and it's a product that people can enjoy and eat without sacrificing their health or fitness goals. Well said. I like that elevator pitch. It was perfect. Um, are you a one-woman show right now? What does that look like? Give us sort of that, that context there. So I am a one-woman show. I'm slowly starting to build a team, which is really exciting. Um, but I do everything right now. I'm the one always switching the hats. I do the marketing. I fulfill orders. I make the product in a kitchen that I rent here in Ottawa. So just me for now. How many conversations do you have with yourself? So many. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. Uh, I always say it's only when you answer that you know that there's a problem. Um, now with that, give us the lay of the land as far as distribution. Is this on a website right now? Is that your sole focus? And if not, what type of distribution do you have as far as retail? So right now it's extremely bootstrapped. Like I pack my Jeep full of orders and deliver them. And yeah, so I have a Shopify website, brodo.ca. I'm only shipping within Canada at this time just because the product's perishable. Um, I hope to ship to the States soon because there is a demand that I'm realizing. So hopefully that'll get situated. Um, and then in terms of wholesaling, I do a couple like mom and pop stores around here. Um, but this year I secured a distributor and I should be launching into stores across Canada by late spring or early summer. So that's really exciting. That is really awesome. Congrats on that. Let us in on sort of what it looks like day to day. It, it, you get orders. Are you making, you know, per order? So uh, do you jump into the kitchen, you get out the ingredients, you make, you're jarring and, and the like, sort of give us the framework there. I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> like uh, if I get an, a big order from a store then I kind of custom make that order, it's a couple hundred jars. Um, and then I just keep an eye on my inventory and book the kitchen as I need to. If I need to book it the same day, then that's totally doable. Um, usually I can find a time slot to make it work. Um, and then in terms of my day to day, like I spend some time doing emails, marketing, packaging orders, shipping orders. Every Friday I do in-person deliveries locally, which is always fun, but yeah, that's what it looks like. That's impressive. Um, now, as far as the kitchen, how did you go about that? If anybody wanted to start, you know, a, a CPG brand and it's a product that could be made, let's say in a commercial kitchen, did you just start making phone calls? Give, give us some value add there about what someone could do. I kind of just did a lot of research. Um, at first, I thought that I could just make the product in my kitchen, but here in Canada, you can't do that. That's not allowed. I'm not sure how it works in the States. But uh, I had to get my food handler certification. I was just Googling like shared kitchens for like food entrepreneurs. I found a couple, contacted them, and then I decided to go with one here in Ottawa. And that's kind of uh, how it all happened. That's a great answer. Um, you're, you're a go-getter. I can already get that. And I get that sense also on platforms. Let's talk about LinkedIn for a second. 
you are busy on LinkedIn. I, I see you on there. Do you like that platform for, for multiple reasons? I almost want to just dive, like, what are the few things that you get out of the platform um, that, that maybe people don't know? Yeah, it's, it's so magical, man. Like the first eight months that I started my business, like I didn't go on it once. I saw no need for it. And then I ran into a friend who's like, get on there. And I went on there. I'm like a solo entrepreneur. I have no support system really around me or people who are in the same boat. So that's where I found my people, my tribe on LinkedIn, which is just, it's really life-changing. And then in terms of a business, like networking, I found my growth partner on there, which locked in my distributor. Like it's the best of both worlds for like socialization and also like making network networking for your business, which is really great. You feel gotcha. more active instead of like going on Facebook, you know? Yes. Uh, no Facebook. I actually I can't, can't even really remember the last time I like, we'll throw a picture up on my kids just so like my friends can know that we're still around here. Um, LinkedIn, it is a powerful site and it's gone that way. I, I, I'm with you. It, it is like the, the one that I'm focused on too. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of value add there. And I like that you said a tribe. What I take from that is there, there's, a, there's something you're putting out there and then those that, that relate to it are, are attracted to it, right? And so it, it's, it's a community in that sense where whatever you put out, you're going to sort of get back and of like-minded individuals. Is that your take on it? Oh, 100%. Okay. I like that. Um, let's talk about, it, it's, it's February. I can't believe it. it's February 2nd. Um, what does the business look like in your mind by the middle of the year? Yeah, so... Uh, brand development agency and they're kind of giving my brand a facelift essentially um, I'm getting new packaging done um, I secured a distributor and trying to see what our timeline is for that so we're hoping by the spring or the summer I'll have my product in stores across Canada which I'm really excited for so uh, slowly going to expand across Canada and then we'll see what happens in 2022 in terms of maybe venturing across the border into the states Good for you. Uh, I, I'm curious, is, there, is it uh, bilingual packaging for you when you're in Canada? So is there French uh, on there? Yeah, they have to have French and English on there. Got it, got it. Yeah, we're actually doing that now and I'm pretty excited about it. We have some distribution up there already, uh, pure English, but for us to get into the main, you, you know better than I do. So we're finalizing the packaging now, which is really cool. But when you come down here, I'm actually curious, do you do you change it or do you just go with it as is? I don't know. That's a question. I'll have to ask the, the, the folks that are doing my like my branding and my labels because I'm not sure what the rules and regulations are like. Maybe I could get away with having both languages on there. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's part of the brand. I mean, like I'm just like kind of a fan of just what that means as far as the brand. Like they know it's from Canada, like it's okay, right? And so it comes down here as is. I just, I know Canadian brands, but I, I that have come down here, right? And they're all pure English. I'm also just thinking for you as far as cost saving. Um, I, one note, I really like that you're focused on Canada and you're not stressed or pushing on this whole thing about coming into the States. It's such, a, it's such an important part of the business as you're growing right now is like just you know, patience, right? build, 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 build again, build again. And most importantly, you're, you're keeping it super lean. So, you know, focus on some profitability, right? Build the business that way is a, is a great, is a great way to do it. Um, so, so shout out to you. Um, do you, 
move harder now on the direct to consumer play. Uh, you do, it, it's refrigerated, correct? So do you have to put an ice pack in there of some sort? And, and is that sort of get in the way of, of more efficiencies as far as costing and, and, and such? So in the summer, it was really hard because of COVID and the shipping delays. And yeah, my product's perishable. I do ship it frozen. And then the shipping time is like one to two days. So by the time it gets to the customer, then it's like thought out. So especially in the winter now, like it's negative eight today. So it's not really too much of a problem with these cooler temperatures. But in the summer, yeah, it was definitely problematic. Give us what you're talking about um, as far as brand development. You said you brought, you're bringing somebody in. You, are you just doing a full new logo and colors and, and the like? And why did you make that decision? Uh, yeah, because the current product that I have, like I've done everything myself. I went on Photoshop and kind of like used Fiverr as like for my logo development and like took little images and pasted them. And now I realize like the way your packaging looks, is so important. Like that's what's going to attract a customer, like a consumer when they're in the grocery store and they see that they're, they're going to want to like pull it off the shelf. Right. So I need to hire experts to like get that covered and make it look appealing and just make it look more polished, I guess. Okay. It, it is a good take. Um, I, get, I, I, I see both sides, right? Um, because you're higher and you, you know, you're, you're paying for something as far as branding and the like. Um, and and it, again, it's your choice, right? This is your baby and you know what, it, what you need to do. Um, I've seen it before, so I, nothing really calls out to me as far as it needs improvement or doesn't. I'm kind of, um, it's a subjective thing. Um, I like that though. Um, all right, what are the next steps in closing? What does this week look like? Give us the, the lay of the land for, for those that are watching. What does it look like at Brodo this week? This week? So uh, I have another podcast tomorrow, and I'm just literally giving it all, like networking, connecting with people, um, fulfilling orders. I have to ship out a big order to a store. And then Friday I'm doing deliveries and those have been getting more and more like build up these past few weeks. So I usually spend five or six hours driving around, dropping off orders in person, which is pretty cool. Like I do enjoy it. Um, so yeah. And then on the weekend making more dough. So that's what my week kind of looks like. That's what most weeks kind of look like. Congrats. Making more dough. No pun intended. Uh, that is the theme of CPG. Focus on the dough. I don't know. Anyway, uh, good stuff, Erica. Uh, you did a great job. Uh, you are, you are uh, impressive. I, I'm excited for what you're going to do with the brand. Thank Perry, you. let's talk PR. Good hat, by the way. Good hat. I don't know what you're drinking on. What do you got over there? You got you got a martini or something? What is that? This is just a nice little seltzer, a little spritzer. I mean, man, in a glass with the ice cubes, dude. I can. I, you're lucky if I can get to the sink and put something in there before my kids run me up. Anyway, I'm very fancy. I'm very fancy. <laughs> you're very fancy. I like that. Perry, <laughs> uh, talk to us about uh, Crackle PR. What's it all about? Sure. So I am a gentleman who has been in the PR game for 20 odd years, growing some of the biggest privately held PR firms in North America. Um, and during the beginning of the pandemic, it occurred to me that this might be the time to go ahead and hang my own shingle because it's something I wanted to do for a while. Uh, and because of the advent of working digitally, remote distributed teams, all of it just seemed to be the ideal time to do what we're doing. And um, because it is my own operation, I can finally do what I think most people want to do, and that's only work with companies that are doing good things in the world. 
right? So that's healthy things. That's not working with uh, people who are selling tobacco or, you know, just crappy things that sometimes you would have to do when you're at the bigger agencies uh, and the bean counters are saying, take that client. I don't have to do that. And I'll tell you what, that's pretty liberating. And I'm seeing my kids going down the hill on a sled right now. And I, I think they can be proud of what I'm doing now. That's pretty cool. Uh, so, so health, wellness, uh, better for you, things that you can stand by. Again, you don't necessarily need to be a user of the product, right? But you need to just feel good about it. Well, that's right. And it's not just health and wellness, although those, those are important sort of categories to consider. But we work with technology companies. There can be people who can be uh, providing better access to technology for underserved communities. There's just a myriad of different things. And it's kind of like, not to be crass, but it's kind of like pornography. You know it when you see it. Like, you know what a company is a good company and when it's not. And if it is, then we'll take an at-bat at that. It's not that type of show, Perry. Not that type of show. <laughs> uh, good stuff, man. Uh, Perry Hedrick, Crackle PR, his info. Erica Rankin, Brodo. Enjoy the rest of the week. Thanks, Mark. You Thanks, too. pal.